This is Behind the Brush by St. Jack. Oof, it was tough. Like, it is not easy. Starting out as a makeup artist is a slug. I don't know any that have got there quickly. You really need to work. You need to work your ass off. You need to do TFPs. You need to do low-paying jobs. You need to just get yourself out there, get yourself in front of people, show your work ethic. And then for me, that's when things kind of started happening and rolling. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Brush. It's me, it's Beth, your host, makeup artist and founder of St. Jack, Zooey Mama. When I wrapped up the podcast last year with the 21 lessons from 2021, I was not expecting to take such a big break between episodes. Now I could make up some lie about being like super busy or all that sort of thing. But in light of the episode you're about to hear, I'm going to be really honest with you guys and just say, I've been struggling these last couple of weeks to get energized and get excited. Like it goes without saying that it is just an insanely wild time to be alive at the moment. And it's just been stressful. And I think it just took the wind out of me. So I wanted to take some extra time to really relax, regroup. And now I am ready for a huge year. Today on the show, I'm talking to my friend, Melbourne makeup artist and founder of the amazing brand Lips. Lou Griffin. I couldn't have asked for a better guest to ease me back into the recording process. We have so much fun. We have so many laughs. She's such a breath of fresh air. And I just love the the way that we can chat honestly, you know, about the peaks and the pits of being a makeup artist and a business owner. She's inspired me for years with her tenacity and determination to keep making amazing products with her brand. And she really is a true master of her craft who is might I say, absolutely underrated. And if you don't follow her, you must do so immediately. I can't wait for you to enjoy this one. Like I said, there's a lot of laughs. So maybe grab a drink and strap in. But that's enough from me. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Lou Griffin. Lou Griffin, welcome to Behind the Brush. Thank you so much, Beth. It's so nice to be here. It is very nice to have you. I've always wanted to have you on my makeup friend. I think it's so important to have friends in the industry so that we can share our tales. A hundred percent. It makes it so much more easier to have people there that you can talk through your battles, talk through your hardships and just get advice from. So yeah, it's been nice being your friend and then catching (laughs) up and getting to know each other. And now here we are. I know. That's it, baby. And you've been helping me through one of my weird trials and tribulations today. Mm -hmm. I sure (laughs) have. It is very important indeed, but we will get started. Lou, tell me, tell everyone, what did you want to be when you grew up? So I actually wanted to be an actor when I grew up, like grew up, sorry. So like from early days in primary school I just loved it like I used to do a Stedford's I used to do like drama lessons after school for like twice a week an hour I was like complete drama nerd so (laughs) yeah that was that was definitely the first thing that I wanted to do and makeup came a little bit later so you wanted to be an actor (laughs) you actually started studying acting is that right yeah I did I started you know what though I actually I started makeup before acting after school so I actually did makeup at the academy of makeup for I can't remember if it was six months or a year but it was something like that and then the year after that I went into acting and got into a full-time course at a 
really prestigious school here. So that was like super exciting because I'd always wanted to get in there, but like I think I'd tried out before for the part-time program and I didn't get in. So getting into mm. the full-time program was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Was makeup kind of a way for you to kind of keep your toe in that industry? I mean, not really. I I did have an interest in makeup. It weirdly started, like I hadn't really thought of makeup at all, but I do remember when I first had the interest in makeup and I remember I was at home. I think I was in like year nine or something and my sister was in year 11 and I hadn't really played with makeup at that point. And I was in her room and she was getting ready to go out somewhere and she was like putting eyeshadow on her eyes and she was doing a sort of like soft cut crease type of thing. And I was like, whoa, like, what's that? That looks fun. What is like, this sorcery? Colors, <laughs> like, that looks really interesting. So it was actually her that got me into it. And like now she barely wears makeup at all. And here I am. So thanks, Flick. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because it was the same thing for me. My really? sister Adelaide worked at retail counters. She worked at David Jones at Southland. Southland's oh, a shopping no. centre mall in Melbourne. And she was working. She worked at Elizabeth Arden. She wanted to work oh, at Clinique. No. I don't think she quite mm-hmm. made it there. <laughs> <laughs> Which was always a sore spot, so I was Adelaide for just outing you. Um, she's going to hate you now. Yeah, she's not going to be impressed, but yeah, whatever, Clinique, it was your loss. But yeah, I was so into it because it was like Amy Winehouse, I feel, was really big at the time. She was really into Amy Winehouse. It was really intense, like pink, blush, black eyeliner. And yeah. I was like, this is so lit. And then something happened to me in the school holidays between year 10 and year 11, and I came back to school wearing like coal eyeliner everywhere. And like I think oh. my parents thought I needed an intervention (laughs) before I actually studied I went through that like kind of emo gothic stage like I think it was when skins came out and I just wanted to be Effie like that's who I wanted to be so I was like totally the cold dark eyeshadow and like I look back on photos I'm like what the hell was I thinking I could not pull that off but I'm so grungy (laughs) just my grungy self you know (laughs) love that for us love that for us I mean look if you didn't go through an awkward stage of makeup were you even really trying Oh, totally. I feel like the kids these days do not have that awkward stage and it's so unfair. No, it really is very unfair. So tell me more. I mean, acting is clearly a passion of yours. You still love drama, film, theatre, the like, and then you've got makeup on the other side of things and you love doing both. What was it like juggling that and when did the scales sort of tip towards makeup? It's really interesting because when I was studying acting full-time, I wasn't really doing that much freelance makeup work. I think I had the odd client here and there that I was doing, but I wasn't like fully giving it my all. And I think it was after finishing the acting course, which was so full on, like it was a lot of method acting. Like it was almost a little bit cult-like, like you felt like you were really part of this thing. Do you know what I mean? Like they made you super special, blah, blah, blah. And you cannot focus on anything else if you want to make it in this industry. Full on, huge. But after I finished that, I remember like having a moment where, you know, I wasn't really getting any auditions. I didn't really have any clients for makeup. And I remember like sitting in my car one day and I just like completely broke down and I just kind of had a panic attack and I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like I felt so, so lost. Oh, and I really? That-, that sounds like me about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Me last week, me this week, me every week, honestly. <laughs> you know, we all have days with that and like if you do, it just means you're human and it means you care about your future. So that is a mm, good thing. You've got to remind yes, yourself of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was after that, that I was like, I need to work out which one I'm going to go with because one, they're both very really hard industries to actually make it in so I was like if I'm trying to do both that's 
really hard. I'm either focus on one or the other. And it's so I decided so to give makeup hard. a shot and, yeah, I'm really glad that I did. I do miss acting sometimes but not that much. I think for me going to see musicals or watching like a good show on Netflix or something, it gives me that still like appreciating good work, good writing, good acting, that still fulfills me. So, yeah, I'm glad that I went the makeup way for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious because the few actors that I've sort of known in my personal life, they will have acting and they'll go to auditions and whatnot. And then they'll usually have like a job in hospitality or some other kind of dependable part-time job. And Mm. you were kind of doing acting and you were doing makeup. Like that's really intense. Yes. Were you dependable? (laughs) No, it's not dependable. I'm curious to know, were your parents, your family, your loved ones, were they like supportive of you kind of pursuing these creative, non-conventional Super, super supportive. Like I'm really, really lucky. From a young age, my parents always told me I can do whatever I want to do. I can be whoever I want to be. I remember when I was like six years old, my dad always going on about how I could be an astronaut if I wanted to be. Like they've always been so supportive and just backed me 100% in everything that I do. So I think that's got a lot to do with it for sure. Yeah, I think it's so important to get that support from somewhere, like if it can't be your parents, to have it from someone because Mm -hmm. the stress that you already feel on yourself in two otherwise very competitive industries, Mm. that must have been really hectic. Absolutely. And, like, even to this day with the stresses of small business and everything like that, like my dad started his own company, so he's an accountant. So I often go to him for advice and I still go to him and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, like blah, 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 blah. This I should be here right now, but I'm here. And he just like helps to talk me through it and just, yeah, makes me feel so much better. So they're both completely supportive and I'm so lucky to have them for sure. Yeah, I'm in a really similar boat with my parents. They're very mm-hmm. supportive of me doing mm-hmm. all of the crazy things I've done. I've noticed so that far. like being on your Insta stories and stuff like that, you with your dad, I'm like, I feel there's that, a similarity there between us yeah. and our parents, which is really sweet. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And he had his own, well, it wasn't small by the time he sold it, but yeah, he had his own business and it was the same thing. Like I know when I'm in a real jam, like when my mind is mm-hmm. really mush, it's mm-hmm. like I can go to him and he'll help me cut like right through it. So 100%. shout out to our dads who'll never listen to this. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Thanks, Dad. Love you. So tell me, you decide that you're going to go the makeup route. So yeah. what did that look like? Oof, it was tough. Like it is not easy. Starting out as a makeup artist is a slug. I think it is for many makeup artists. I don't know any that have got there quickly. You really need to work. You need to work your ass off. You need to do TFPs, you know, you need to do low paying jobs. You need to just get yourself out there, get yourself in front of people, show your work ethic. And then, well, for me, that's when things kind of started happening and rolling, but it was a good, like, oh, I don't know, like three years of not much to really nothing of <laughs> freelance work, you know, even though you are trying, there was definitely times there that I was like, is this ever going to work out? And then Mm. I started working in retail for a makeup store and that was great. Like that was awesome at the time, but yeah, it wasn't exactly where I wanted to stay. It was always freelancing that I wanted to do. Yeah. I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think they start working in makeup stores and retail as kind of a means to an end, hoping Mm -hmm. that eventually they will get to the place that you found yourself in now where they're freelancing full time. 
which is amazing. And that's the thing. I'm so grateful for having the retail work that I did in the makeup store because it, it does, it gives you that regular income. You know that you're getting money coming in. So it feels stable. And I think that's why a lot of people do stay in there, but they also stay in there for the love of working in retail. But for me, the love of working in retail wasn't really there. It was more the makeups that I wanted to do. And I knew that like the amount that I was making per hour doing like seven makeups on a Saturday, how much could I make if I was doing that freelancing? That's such an interesting point because I've, you know, I've got a lot of friends who still work in retail and you think about that and it's like, it's a tricky one to balance because it makes you wonder, Mm -hmm. yes, I could make more if I was doing freelance because they'd be paying me and not the store. Right. But it's like, what is the store putting forward in terms of marketing and, you know, already having the clientele, redeeming product that you can use, not having to buy the kit. So the regular weekly income that was coming in, like that is great to know that that's coming. Whereas freelance, you could have an awesome week, one week, you get a shitload of money. And then the next three weeks, you get like one job. You know, That's it's weird. just, it's, my, as my dad would say, it's a feast or a famine doing small business, whether it's mm-hmm. freelance makeup artistry or owning your own brand. Like one week, it'll be like, whew, the sky's the limit and everything's going amazingly. And the other week, you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I shouldn't swear. <laughs> no, it's fine. You know what? In the first episode, I did. With Jack Kale, I'm pretty sure I was like really trying hard not to swear. And I like mm-hmm. had a note um, over there on my wall, like, don't swear because I didn't okay. want to put an explicit rating on. And every episode since then, I'm like, fuck it. So who cares? Great, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, love you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting one. I've spoken about it on the podcast before. There's a lot that retail does have to offer. So I suppose for anyone who, is, you know, in that predicament now and they're like, oh, I want to leave and la, la, la. Like, yes, that's fair enough, but you've got to really think about whether or not you're ready to do it because it's a completely different kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you wouldn't mind, you don't have to give us the specifics of like the store or the conversation or anything like that, mm-hmm. but what did that day look like when you took that quote unquote risk where you were like, nah, this is it. This is my moment. Fuck this off. I'm doing me. What was going through your head like at that time? And then how did you feel afterwards? Did you have things lined up? Well, I think it was honestly a bit of a build-up of a few instances that I had with the store. Like I actually launched Lulu Lips probably like a week or two weeks after getting the job there. So it was still super new. It was fresh. Like I launched and I was like, Woo, this is going to be great. And I got like, I don't know, two sales in like a month. So it definitely <laughs> wasn't great. So yeah, again, there's that slug. I remember the regional manager found out, like my manager knew that I had my brand and she was so fine with it. But the regional manager found out probably after, I don't know, six months or something. And I had to have a meeting with them. And then I was like, yeah, I do. And they're like, oh, what's it called? What's it about? Blah, 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 blah. And I just, you know, spoke to them about it as you do. And they were like, oh, well, this is a bit of a conflict of interest. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Like uh, I was like, how, like I'm this tiny brand that has probably about 20 followers on Instagram. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, they were like, how do we know that when you do a makeup, you're not going to be trying to sell your lipsticks and not our lipsticks in store. And I was like, well, I'll be working for you. There's no way I'd bring it up. Rah, rah. Mm. And they were like, we're going to have to have a think about it, about, you know, if I can stay in the business, like working for them. So I left that meeting and I was like, holy shit, like I might not have a job 
by next week. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it was super stressful. And I was stressed about it. Like, I think they, I went back to work the next shift that I had. And my manager was like, oh, sorry, they still don't have an outcome for you. And I'm like, oh my God, they're just like leaving me hanging. So I think Mm. it was a good like week or so until they chatted to me again. They were like, they brought me back in and they were like, oh, we have had a look at it. And with the size that you are, we don't see you as a threat. So we're willing to keep oh. working here and I was like okay yuck. did that just make you feel really yucky yeah yeah it did I was I was just kind of like I don't know the brand does go on about you know empowering women and like you know you can do whatever you want to do blah 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 but then when it comes down to it it's like oh yeah you can do whatever you want to do as long as you're not competing with us and it's just like as you said mm. I felt quite icky about it anyway I was still at that you know, early stages that I was like, well, I, I I still need the job anyway. And I loved working there. I loved the girls. I've made so many friendships. Like it was a beautiful space to work with, with those girls. And I'm still friends with a lot of them today. But then I got a new manager and I think this was my tipping point. Like she was really bad about you taking off any time to do any freelance work. And I'm casual, you know, like casual you should be able to take off time when you want but she would not let you take it off no way and I was like my freelance career is not going to grow if I don't start taking these chances on these you know opportunities that are coming my way Uh, if I keep Mm -hmm. them down because I have to work here it's never going to go anywhere so I think that like having her she to me she wasn't the greatest manager for me she may have been great for other people but I honestly Mm -hmm. think with that rule, she kind of helped me make my decision. So in a way it was probably for the best that she was yeah. harsh because I don't know how long I would have stayed there for if she wasn't. Yeah, and I mean, look, sometimes, you know, that's happened to me many, many years ago in different industries and careers where it's been just like one little quick thing after things have been mm-hmm. building up and it's like snap, mm. nah, I'm on my way out. So yeah. But yeah, and I that's- remember it was around Christmas time when I said that I was leaving and I was so nervous about it. And she was yeah. understanding, but she was like, so when do you want to leave? And I was like, don't worry, I'll do Christmas for you Like, because it's the busiest period. And she's like, yeah. oh, thank, you. thank God. I'm, just uh, like, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, like when you are on your way out of a job, it doesn't have to end poorly. You don't have to burn bridges mm-hmm. on your way out. You just have no to way. do the thing that's going to be best for everyone. And if she wants employees it. that, you know, are going to work, work for her. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and you had other things going on which I suppose leads me to my next point because we've sort of jumped ahead a little bit because (laughs) I really it's fine I really want to talk about how you started Lulu Lips and where that came from so tell Mm -hmm. me how many years ago was it how did it happen I think it was about five years ago I should probably look back at that and (laughs) honestly it was the frustration of freelance and doing a makeup application on a client and I don't know if you're the same but I find that every time I do a job I'm a people person so I love to chat I love to get to know them you know conversation is flowing and I find that at the end with the lipstick it's the most awkward part you know it's Mm. like I can I can apply something that I have in my kit but they can't take it away with them or we can use something that they have, then it might not match the makeup. So I was like, I really wanted to have something of my own that I could offer clients as part of my service and build it into my pricing. So yeah, it kind of happened from that. I honestly didn't ever think that I could build my own thing. Like 
It was mm. like I wanted to do that, but it, it just seemed completely like out of reach. And then my best friend, who at the time was living in Byron, she was working for a menswear label and she was on the side doing, she was sewing little bralettes and then just mm-hmm. posting them on her own personal Instagram page. And people were like, oh, can I buy these? Like, these are great. And she was like, oh, maybe I can make a little business out of it. So she started doing that and she was good at like sourcing from factories and everything because that's what she learned through her job with the menswear label. And I was up there for Christmas one year or I think, yeah, close to Christmas and we were having dinner and I was telling her how I'd, I'd love to have my own thing with my lipsticks to offer people but it just seemed super out of reach. And she was like, nah, that is not out of reach. Like I know how you can find factories, how you can source factories and I can help you with this. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like is this actually a thing? And she's yeah. like, yeah, girl, let's do it. And then I went back home <laughs> and we're, we're emailing and messaging. She's like, here, try this, try that, and go on to this, go on to that. This is what you need to say, blah, blah, blah. So she really helped me out in the early stages of it. And, yeah, it kind of just went from there basically. So I think I was really lucky to have her there who knew she knew what she was doing. And, you know, now her business is going bonkers, which is amazing. So mm. <laughs> proud of we, her. We, uh, we love to see it. We love, yeah, we to, love see to see it. it. Shout out, very Kat the deserving. Label. Yep, and shout out, Kat the label. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I mean, what a difference having a friend who will encourage you and push you along makes. Absolutely. So it really started then, I guess, as in your mind, be, maybe before you started talking to her, it started as like a this is going to be something I carry around in my bag yeah. that I'm going to yeah. offer to my clients. I'm not mm-hmm. going to make this into a big brand or an e commerce thing or whatever. Like it started very small. I mean, did want to sell online I may as well try the e-commerce thing while I've got it but I had no freaking idea what Mm -hmm. I was doing I think I started on Squarespace and like that is not great for e-commerce and I was on there for like (laughs) two or three years like what the hell was I thinking (laughs) everyone um, playing along at home Squarespace is a website hosting imagery (laughs) yeah probably more for like I don't know image based sort of stuff yeah so, so it'd, it'd be fine makeup, for a makeup yeah. page if you're yeah. a makeup artist it would be totally appropriate I'm sure in fact mm-hmm. some of you do have your website built on Squarespace but oh, for I've still e-commerce, got my makeup website on Squarespace yeah, but same. yeah I e-commerce, shifted mine across for we lips. use something <laughs> a little bit different which we like to call in the biz Shopify, Shopify. For anyone playing <laughs> at home it's pretty amazing brand and I'm going to talk about how I came across it in a minute because it's a pretty funny story to me but yeah I mean what did you find the most difficult about getting it started? I honestly think it was just keeping at it and knowing that an overnight success isn't necessarily you know the one thing that makes people like it actually is just keeping going every day making sure you're working on it making sure you're progressing and slowly, the more you work on it, the more things that you try, the more different avenues you take for marketing, I started to see things happening. I started to see more people buying the product. I started to see, you know, more sales coming in, all that type of thing, more people using it on Instagram and everything. But it's literally like, it is just keep going. Like, do not stop just because it's not happening right now. Like, tomorrow's a new day if you're having a shit week you know that it's not going to last forever because it doesn't there were some weeks that I was like fuck should I just like throw in the towel now like this is never going to work but just kept at it and honestly that's probably my one biggest piece of advice to anybody that wants to start it's not going to happen overnight but you just got to keep working at it 
Amen. And I mean, that doesn't just go for having a brand that's on being anything you want to be, whether it's a makeup artist, a nail tech, a lash tech, whatever Mm. it is, Mm -hmm. you've just got to keep going. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with everyone who's listening right now and with you, obviously. (laughs) Um, This morning, I was just having one of those days and I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm like, you know, like how am I going to keep moving the needle on my own business, you know? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. something happens out of the blue and you're like, oh, my God. Like, you just never know what's around the corner and what's That's happening. It. You just oh, got to keep chugging to away. To be completely honest, I had one of those days two days ago. Like it doesn't. Well, there we go. <laughs> I don't think it stops. I don't think it stops. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing with small business like it is it is difficult if it wasn't difficult everyone would be doing it so Mm. it is difficult and like you know people think that it's a luxury to be able to have your own brand and work for yourself but it's hard we don't get sick leave we don't get holiday leave like Mm. all that type of thing and you know we don't get you know regular payments like you do in say if you're working an office job but you need to weigh up if you're happy to work for somebody else for the rest of your life or if you do want to make your own way and for me I just couldn't imagine having a boss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It makes sense. I was actually yeah. having this exact conversation with a friend today and we were talking mm. about it. And yeah, it's like you could just, you know, have a full-time job and that would be much simpler mm. than doing all the little bits and bobs. Because sometimes I feel like I've got so many things in the air, but it's yeah. like I actually at this point wouldn't have it any other way. You no, know, exactly so, right. And I, I do feel I tend to be on the the camp of thinking that people are kind of either born that way, that they're destined to be a rock star employee, whether that Mm. be at a retail store, whatever it might be, or they're Mm. destined to be like a founder, a business owner, whatever it might be. I'm Mm. just curious, like thinking about that since we've both said like we've had some pretty shitty days recently and it's no really Mm. big surprise, like considering the environment that we're living in at the moment. Yeah. I heard someone say recently, like if you're always, it might've actually been Laura Henshaw who you work with quite a bit. Yeah. Saying if you're constantly thinking about the destination, you're never going to enjoy the journey. Uh, I think I read her post saying that as well. And I was like, yes, I need to clock that. That is such yeah. a good one. And it's Me so too. true. It's so I'm true. I'm always like, what, what next? Like, how can I be better? And it, you know, even if things aren't going swimmingly for you with work, with your business, if you have one or what have you, I think it's important to just stop and take a moment and just think about everything that you do have and like be yeah. grateful for what you do have because I think uh, I don't I can talk for myself but I'm very grateful like I've I've got so many good things in my life and yet many days I'm like I forget about those and I'm just focusing on how can I be better or how can I make my business better but I think it's really important to be mindful of that and just be present about what you do have and be grateful for it and just know again today and tomorrow will be another day and you never know what's around the corner as you said definitely Mm. very important yeah Mm. I think I think it is whenever Mm. she posted that it did Mm. really sink in with me and I suppose Mm -hmm. today I haven't done a great job of remembering that (laughs) yeah I think I think it's nice to I think it's nice to remember that for people you know like even as a makeup artist it's really easy to you know do a job put up a photo have a really great response to it or whatnot yeah. and then think well what's next what content am I going to do next what yeah. client am I going to get next are they going to have a big following are they going to blow yeah, up my career exactly. in this direction it's like oh yeah like let's just calm down for a minute mm. and just take stock of where we're at at the moment because obviously mm-hmm. we've all worked so hard to get here 
I think it's also like talking in, in that realm of things. Like I think it's also important to, to be open and honest about how you are going, like mm. not to try and show, show off this facade that Instagram is and everything that you're killing it and you are amazing. Like, no, we all have our off days. And if mm-hmm. you are not doing okay, let's not make it taboo. Let's talk about and be like, you know what, today I had a really shit day or it's been a really shit past couple of weeks and this is how I'm feeling. And I think when you get the conversation started, the other person starts talking about that and you relate to each other and then it doesn't feel like you're on your own in that so much. So talking about, mental, talking about how you're feeling is great. Like I, I remember seeing just after New Year's, G Flip, who I've worked with a couple of times, they put up a post being like, you haven't heard from me for a while. My mental health went for a little boogie. Like I was just like, that is <laughs> great. Like I love that term. Like it just went over here for a while, but now we're back. And that's, I think that that's how it, it should be. Like, let's be open. Let's be honest about it because we're all human. Like, and we're all living in this world, which is currently pretty hard and pretty unstable and we don't know what's next. So yeah, it, it's important to talk about how you are. And if you have a couple of days of crying, then that's fine. Just build yourself up and, you know, you may be better tomorrow. Who knows? But it's important to be open and honest, I think, for sure. I couldn't agree more. And I think that goes back to what I was saying, like right at the very beginning of the podcast, Mm. it's so important, no matter how you find them, to find people in your tribe who do what you do in some sort Mm. of way, um, Mm. who can relate to you specifically. Yeah. And you have been great at that. And honestly, I think that that's something that I need to take from your book. Like I noticed how you do that. And I think you were fantastic. Like you put yourself out there and you're like, hey, this is me. We have the same interests. Like, let's talk or let's catch up. I'm just like, damn, that's great. Like, I'm the kind <laughs> of person that I don't really have the guts to do that. So you've oh. inspired me to do that. So I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lou, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Uh, thank you. Can I just say, though, that that wasn't who I was two years ago? Like, I, I was you not that person two years ago. I No, like, legit, I really yeah. have. Um, that's awesome. Like not to get too far into it, but I just had mm. like all of this kind of stuff go down in my personal life like a year or mm-hmm. two ago. And mm. this sounds really dark, but it's not. <laughs> but it's kind of <laughs> like when you lose like the things and the people who are like really important to you, like friends or whatever it might be, a boyfriend, doesn't matter. Mm. And then you experience that and then that's really bad. It's almost like, well, if that was the worst that could happen and it's happened, mm. like what's the harm in me like reaching out to this person on Instagram being like, hey, would you like to chat? Like if, if they don't reply, so no true. big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's fine. And it's the same business. Like, as you probably know, with a brand, like, holy shit, the amount of times that I was so nervous to reach out to, I don't know, an influencer or a a really well sought after makeup artist. I'm like, what if Mm -hmm. they don't reply? Or what if they say no? Like, I would, you know, stew over it for days, sometimes weeks. And then I finally build up the courage to do it. And I get a re- response being like, hey, your product looks amazing. Yeah, would love to try it out or something. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the hell was I worried about? Oh, my God, you know, agree. So sim- similar in that space as well. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what? Mm. I find nine out of ten people will always respond, you know, in yeah. a way that you couldn't have even imagined it's mm-hmm. that positive. Like, And, and a lot of the time, 
like if they don't, a lot of the time it's because they've missed it because their inboxes are so full. So it's not even <sighs> that they're not interested. No, yeah, I know. This is so funny, and it's progressively getting worse and worse with my um, good fortune that you know my accounts are growing and all that sort of stuff. So I can't complain. Mm. But I'm mm. finding it very hard at the moment to stay yeah. on top of all my DMs. That's and so good. that's a only, good problem to have. <laughs> it's a great problem to have. But I can only imagine like what it must be like to be in the you know. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, yeah, three hundred thousand followers, or whatever. Like it would be so hard, so so hard. So shout out to you, Tanil. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) A (laughs) hundred percent. So I actually met you towards the end of 2018, and this was when. And I'm going to tell this story from my perspective, and then I'm keen to hear it from your perspective. (laughs) I didn't know that 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 was the year so thank you for enlightening me on that that's nice well that's know. okay I know I know this because like I know when I was working at this job so I actually met uh, you yeah. when I was working in a digital marketing agency and I was yes, on the sales did. team Just taking a cheeky time out from the chat to talk more about Lips. Honestly, guys, I would never, ever advocate for a brand that I didn't myself love. I have been using these lipstick in my pro kit for years, and I have duplicates of all of my favorite colors so that I can have them in. I actually find them loose in all of my handbags and my makeup bag. <laughs> The brand is obviously female founded. Lou is based right here in Melbourne and all of the lipsticks are PETA certified and cruelty free. My favorite colors have to be Ned and Aurora, which is the most beautiful glossy red. But I also love the color Cova. Cova was released last year in collaboration with the Cova Project. And with every sale, Lulu Lips donates the equivalent of a menstrual cup to a woman in need in Africa. I mean, bloody amazing if you ask me. Because Lou is a legend, she's giving listeners of the podcast 20% off. Simply use the code BRUSH20 at checkout. Now, let's get back to the show, baby. So for anyone who's playing along at home, sales and digital marketing is like when you meet with business, you know, business owners like Lou and they're going to like put up ads for their product. Like, you know, you're scrolling Instagram and Facebook and stuff and you see ads for things that you've just looked at on the internet or in some frightening circumstances where you've just said a word and then next minute the thing pops up on your phone. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was working at this agency and my team was just boys. Like (laughs) I was working in a team of, I think like four or five boys and they were all delightful, but I was the Mm -hmm. only girl who was working in sales. And so you would said through, I know, well, actually it's kind of funny, like side note in sales, they've got this term that people are like a shark. Like they get really intense with you. Like they really want your business and for you to sign a contract. And Mm -hmm. I had a reputation. I I had that before. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you have. I had this reputation for like, being so nice to people, like killing them with kindness, that it oh, would just get the job it. done anyway. I thought you were going to say you had a reputation of being a shark, and I was like, no, 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 no. it's even better. I had a reputation. They called me the dolphin. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Who wants to be a shark? Let's be a dolphin. No, I know. So, like, we had it's it's called Slack, but it's like a workplace messenger yeah, yeah. app, and my little emoji was a dolphin. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> but anyway, so I was working in this team, right? And you had sent an email saying, oh, yeah, I'm like interested in digital marketing, whatever. And you'd heard of us through other people. And they just automatically gave your email to me <laughs> to meet with you because they were like, Beth's a girl. Like, Beth likes I mean, makeup. <laughs> I honestly don't know if in 2022 that would fly. But anyway, it was an automatic, or Beth will deal totally. with that. <laughs> I think they also knew that I was interested in makeup or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I met with you. And I remember the meeting room we were in and everything like that. And I remember knowing exactly who you were because I knew the brand, loved the brand. Oh my and in God, my head, oh, 100%. So 
hundred percent. And I was like, oh my god, like celebrity coming through the door. Oh and my then, god! <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I knew you'd love this. Anyway, <laughs> so we go into this meeting room, and I've like got my like whole presentation prepared, but I'm like trying to chat, and I want to drop in that like, oh, you know, like I'm a makeup artist, but like didn't know how to do that and be cool. And then in my head, I'm like, you were just like ultimate boss bitch sis has got success sis has got money she's gonna have a business that blows up and I was like yes so I want to know at that point in 2018 how were you feeling about everything (laughs) oh my god like I'm so glad that I know that because I am absolutely shook like it's just so funny because one okay let me let me go through it with you let me go through it with you so I sent the email absolutely petrified like so so nervous so so scared you'd called oh my god this agency is calling me I don't really want to pick it up I almost didn't pick it up because I was that nervous <laughs> pick up and then you're like let's have a meeting I'm like oh, I've got to see these people in person like I was so scared I remember calling Kate and I'm like I don't know if I want to go in like I, I, I don't know like honestly to be completely honest with you I have one of the worst cases of, the, of imposter syndrome. Like I am so, so right. bad. Like I'm always, like, so I, here I am being like, I can't do this. Kate's like, do a power pose before you go in. You'll feel better. So I did. I did a power pose no. in my car. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I did a power pose in my car and walked in and went, when I left, I was like, oh my God, I just look like a complete fraud. Like that was just <gasps> ridiculous. So for you saying that I looked like a boss is just mm-hmm. blowing my mind, like completely mm-hmm. blowing my mind because <laughs> that's yeah. not how it felt at all. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. And you know what? Like oh, when I was so thinking funny. about this chat, I almost knew that that was going to be the case. <laughs> and I think that that is just like the perfect illustration of how people so often don't know their worth. Tell you what, though, not even that, but, like, I'm a big believer in fake it till you make it. Like, if that Mm -hmm. was your perception of me, then great. Like, it didn't feel like that, but I'm glad it came across that way. That's awesome. (laughs) 100%. And you know what? I remember, like, I was trying to think about it the other day. I think that the brand maybe had, like, a couple thousand followers at that time. Yeah, probably, like, three or four four at that time. Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, yeah, I was thinking around that number. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you're at 15,000 plus whatnot. I don't know if I'm that much, but I think you are, which is nice. No, I I don't think so. I think I'm almost at 12. I think I'm almost at 12. Yeah. Well, that would be nice to the podcast. Hopefully one day. After 15. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come on guys. (laughs) So I mean, like how has that felt since then? So that was four years ago, which is insane. How does it feel? I'm curious because I've had St. Jack is actually the makeup cleaning mist has been on the market for a year at the beginning of February. And like, Holy if I think shit, about, awesome. I know you've done this so about, well, you should be um, so proud of yourself. Thank you. Honestly, there's a lot <laughs> of growth right. in that time, girl. That did not happen to me so quickly. <laughs> Mine was <laughs> well, a slug. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, I look back at that year and I feel like it's a slug. And sometimes I'm like, is it ever going to like, when's it going to happen? You know, okay, and so, I know it's happening, you know? Yeah. So I have some advice for you because, you know, Love as it. I said, last week was kind of shit for me, blah, blah, blah. You asked me to be on the podcast and here we go, imposter syndrome coming back again. I was like, why does she want to talk to me? What the fuck have I done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have some advice for you. So you were like, can you please send me dot points about your career and what you've done, blah, blah, blah. I sat down at a cafe with my laptop with a coffee and I just went through from leaving high school to where I am now and it was the biggest boost 
I have had in a long time. If you write down specific things that have happened over the years, you can look back on that and be like, holy shit, I've actually done a lot. So for anybody that's feeling like, you know, where am I going? I feel like I haven't achieved much. Go to a cafe with your laptop, get a coffee, just type it down. You will be so surprised at what you have achieved and you, it'll make you realize how much you've done. Honestly, it was the best thing for me. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. Um, thanks for outing <laughs> me that sometimes. <laughs> well, to be fair, when I read that email, I texted you and I was like, damn. Like, yeah, that's a literally, great I was list like, damn stuff. myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I'm, I'm pretty good, actually, which doesn't happen. Yeah. So it was a nice feeling. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, I might do that tomorrow. You then. should do that. Honestly, just go take yourself out for a coffee, which is what I do a lot, is I take myself out for breakfast or a coffee. And that's where so I do work. I. And I, I get so much more work done, like so much more work than being by myself at home or whatever it's just nice because I think it's like the background noise it really helps anyway yes do there's that something quite soothing about the sounds of a coffee machine it's like whistling and I find people like around you like, like buzzing around yeah yes. yeah and, and because you don't have any distractions about you know if you're working from home about oh I'll go like make a coffee or I'll I'll listen to this podcast or no, or I don't like eat this music, a bag or, of hot Cheetos no. or eat a bag of hot Cheetos, <laughs> whatever it may be. Because you don't have those distractions, you get so much more work done. But yeah, do it tomorrow. Like you will be honestly just do the last year, the amount you have achieved. And I've noticed it by watching your growth. You have done so much in the last year. You should be very, very proud of yourself. Oh, thank you, mate. That's really, that's really kind. Um, I have a, I have an issue with compliments. Sometimes somebody gives me a compliment and I'll try and like (laughs) you and me both (laughs) unwind it. So my thing with compliments is I just simply say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will take that. Thank you. Thank you. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious then because, Mm -hmm. you know, the business has been going for a while and I see it's getting bigger and bigger, you know, pretty much all mm-hmm. the time in my mind, like everyone's using, oh, so. I use Dia Dia on pretty much every bride I've ever had. It's such a good bridal color. Mm-hmm. How it's does been it my most feel? popular color from like day dot. Oh, is so. it? It's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. the and dry Ned. ice gloss balm. And Ned, yeah, those and three Rose together. Quartz. Rose quartz yes. as well. I love Rose You know quartz. what? I sleep on Rose Quartz a little bit and every time I, I use it, it's Rose just gorge. Even on yourself. Like I just love Rose Quartz as an everyday product because you know it's not too full-on as a gloss and it feels like you're wearing a balm and if you don't want to wear much makeup it's perfect we love it we love it did you struggle as the brand was getting bigger to manage freelancing and the brand side of things as people are starting to use the product more you're getting more orders like how have you managed to find a balance there because I'll be honest like what you're doing is like the dream for me honestly it's a battle and yes it was a big slash is still a big battle like I have some weeks where I'll be doing shoots every day and they'll be like a full day and then I've got orders coming in so when I finish the shoot day I have to go home and you know what it's like when you get home from a shoot or a big job you've got to wash your makeup brushes and that is the Mm. most annoying thing to do because it takes forever so I've got to do that but not only that then I've got to go and pack orders so yes it's a battle but I, I don't know I just I guess that you just do it. Like if you have the passion for both and you want to make sure that both work out, you just make it work. I'm not really sure. I don't think there's any other answer than that. You just make it work. 
And if I'm getting an order that day, if I pack it that night and post it the next day, it'll be fine. You know, the customer's happy. It gets to them on time. It's all fine. It's just you may need to work extra hours to get it all done. And that's all it is really. Yeah. And I think everyone gets it. Like when it's your own business, you're willing to put in that extra. Well, not even that, but you have to. If you want it to work, (laughs) you have to do it. Like it's not going to work unless you put the work in. It's just, Mm. it's not. So, which is often like a hard thing to do because if you're having an off day or an off week, it's hard to have that motivation and drive to put in that work. But you just got to do it. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> nah, there really, there really is no other way. But I mean, mm-hmm. we're grateful for it. But I think it's important 100%. to share, you know, the realities. Because again, yeah. I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but I think that there can be a misconception with brands and brand owners about what that looks like. I think that it gets mm-hmm. really glamorized on TV oh, and like big influencers who have brands. All. No, it's not. And like literally every single person who's come on the podcast who has their own brand has said the same thing. So like as long as we're keeping it real, that's all, I'm that's all I care about. boxes at my feet currently. Like, that is not <laughs> glamorous. <laughs> not glamorous, Gorgeous. but we love it. So I put a question box on my Instagram stories on St. Jack oh, yeah. and I let people know that I was talking to you, um, which I'd never done before. They did. And overwhelmingly, everyone was so interested to learn more about the work that you do on shoots. Now, this is actually like really foreign to me because I think that Mm -hmm. I've firmly secured my niche in events and weddings and like I'm very happy there. I don't think that I would branch out to shoots. Mm Then that's just like my personal preference. So tell me like you said earlier, you know, you got to get in front of people, you got to do TFP, like all this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but like really Mm -hmm. on like a very tangible advice level, how Mm -hmm. do you start working on shoots with you know, brands that you've worked with, like Jagger. You know what? I thought about this. I, I really thought about this and I was like, when did it all start for me? And I couldn't really pinpoint the moment, but I think it was just doing lots of those type of shoots, whether it's low paid or TFP mm. and just doing it and making sure that you do have the content there. But not only that, getting the brand to tag you in their stories and hopefully in their posts, because I've found that a lot of my work from other brands has been them seeing me working with other brands that they have a similar, like they're in the same industry or whatever, like whether it be active wear or lingerie or whatever like that, like they come to me because they see that I'm working for that brand. And so then they want me to work for them. So if you can, if you're doing a shoot for a certain brand and certain style, just ask them if they can tag you on their stories. That's how I found that I got more work and it kind of just snowballed. It was like, then I get a job through that because that that brand was watching that brand. So they me as a tag and then they contact me. And then I'd start and work for that brand and another brand would come and contact me because I was working for that brand, if you know what I mean. It just kind of mm. like snowballed from there. So yeah, I think it's about making sure you've got content for your story, asking the brand to also tag you. I have been lucky enough after working with a few photographers, getting to know them and just working with them and and making friends with them, you know, not just rocking up and working and then going home. I actually build a friendship with these photographers and these creatives that when they get another job and and the company doesn't have a makeup artist on board, the photographer will then come to me and say, hey, are you free this date? Do you want to come on a shoot for blah, 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 blah. So Mm. it's about like what you do with reaching out to people in the industry, creating those connections, creating those friendships, and then they get you to work for them, blah, blah, blah. And 
yeah, it's just about being an honest, open person and a nice person to work with, I think, basically. Yeah, and I think that makes a really big difference. And you know what? It's applicable to bridal parties or anything like that. People say, well, Mm. how do you get booked on these weddings and get so many inquiries, blah, blah, whatever. Mm. It's like if you show up and you just like wham, bam, here's your makeup, got to go bite. That's one mm-hmm. thing. If you show mm-hmm. up and you genuinely You're interested care. In their day. Exactly. Yeah. But like every single person in your chair, not just the bride. Like, uh-huh. you know, I've had three inquiries in the last week from people who were in bridal parties of weddings I've oh, done recently. Mate. And that's I, the way it goes. I had to do an Excel spreadsheet at the end of last year because of all the bridal inquiries that I had. And I don't have yeah. a free Saturday till my wedding in April. I'm just like, shit, this <laughs> is Love hectic. that for you. That's <laughs> so hectic. It's great, but, like, it's hectic. I was like, I need to write this down because I'm worried that I'm going to, like, forget one or, like, <sighs> I've stuffed up their trial date and I've put it somewhere else. Like, I really need to get this out there so I know exactly what I'm doing, what they wanted, like, type in notes, like, you know, how their trial went, what I used, all that type of thing, and how many people mm. and blah, blah, blah. blah. If you haven't done that, I totally recommend doing that. It just eased my mind completely. So mm-hmm. make an Excel spreadsheet for your bridal clients. Okay, let's wrap this up because i got to go get on Excel. See ya. Mm-hmm, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. So mm-hmm. I guess what's next for Lou and what's next mm-hmm. for Lulu Lips? <sighs> for Lou, I'm excited about makeup work this year I'm really hoping that the government sticks to their word about not having any lockdowns because the last two years for my freelance and shoot work has been the busiest I've ever been and that's including having lockdowns so Mm. you know I looked back on my figures and I was like this is what I made for makeups if we weren't locked down for three months of that year what could it have been so I'm really looking forward to hopefully not having any lockdowns this year and seeing how I go because it'll be the first year of, I think, regular work and regular clients for makeup. So I'm really interested to see how much I actually can make for the year for makeups. For Lulu Lips, I'm bringing out the lip balm, the balm, as Woo-hoo! you know, which I'm super excited about. It has been a long time in the making, so I'm excited to get that going. And, yeah, I have some ideas for some collaborative lipstick pieces, which I'm not going to delve into because I don't really <laughs> I know. thought I could trick you into it. <laughs> I know. I know you did. I know you were like, let's talk about this. And I'm like, I'm not just yet. You <laughs> have to respect that I tried. So just <laughs> totally. for anyone playing I mean, along at home, each lipstick in Lou's line is named after a woman of historical cultural significance like she's done something amazing in the past definitely so, a feminist brand that's for sure so we're going in sure. that line I need to <laughs> well, like workshop this. <laughs> yeah finally one last question before we do a classic rapid fire this or that I'm just going to give you the floor for a minute <laughs> to oh. share your wisdom with <laughs> everything that you know now with all of the experiences that you've had working in retail, freelancing, owning your own brand, what's one piece of advice you would offer to a young or aspiring artist at the very beginning of their journey? Like picture somebody, she's got, you know, she or he, they have got a hundred followers on Instagram, mostly their friends and family who are supporting them and they really want to make a name for themselves. What would you say to them? Back yourself. Like it can be a really hard thing to do and, you know, I know I know personally I 
have had a lot of self-doubt and still to this day get a lot of self-doubt. But as long as you do believe in yourself deep down, just back yourself and work really hard and just keep focused on why you're doing it, why you want to do it, why you love it, and just keep going, keep going. Like just because it's not working right now doesn't mean that it's not going to in the future. As long as you keep working and keep at it, things will start happening. So that would be my piece of advice. That's beautiful. And you've actually also touched on my word of the year or Ooh. what I'm calling my era. So what is it? The focus era. Ooh, focus. I love that. Yes. Yes. I'm it's going like, to take that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Focus and being present. So if I'm mm-hmm. in a room, if I'm in mm-hmm. a conversation, if I'm doing something for, you know, St. Jack or you know, artistry or whatever it is, I want to be 110% focused on whatever it is I'm doing at the time mm-hmm. and really think critically about why mm-hmm. I'm doing that thing and, you know, mm-hmm. where it's going to get me, how it's going to help I me think- achieve my goals. I think that's great and I will be doing exactly the same. (laughs) Well, we can be focus era accountability buddies. (laughs) Yes, everyone can Love it. Everyone that listens to this, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Well, I think I've taken up just about enough of your time, but we're going to do quick this or that. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Excellent. All right. First one's going to be pretty difficult for you, I'd say. Would you rather give up movies or music forever? Oh. Jeez, you really have started off with the hard one. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I want to say movies. I think music really is something that's very personal to me and there's a lot of songs that, like, have a lot of meaning to me and get me through situations. So, yeah, I'm going to say movies, which is wild. I don't, I didn't think I'd say that. But, yeah, I think, yeah, movies I'd give up. Wow. <laughs> well, this is an awkward segue that I didn't actually think about and. <laughs> Ahead of time, but but I can still watch TV shows like Netflix. Yeah, you can. Oh, I hate it when people they have like the loopholes. But this is my awkward segue. Okay, when you're at it. the movies, <laughs> would you rather a chuck top or popcorn? Um, popcorn, a hundred percent. I am obsessed with popcorn. Like you can ask my fiance about that. If we go to the movies, I will be ordering a large popcorn. If he doesn't have if he doesn't order his own popcorn, he cannot have any of my popcorn. <laughs> oh, that's so serious. <laughs> I love popcorn. It is just, yeah, amazing. So I will remember that. How do you feel buttery. about microwave popcorn? I don't mind it. You know, yeah. if it's like the only thing that you can really get for at home, it, it does the job. But mm-hmm. movie popcorn is just another level. Another Chef's kiss. It really is. 100%. I can't believe how poorly I put that together. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I love it. All right. And then I've got one more and I'm going to make you choose between your children. <laughs> so would you rather only have which of these for the rest of your life? Lulu Lips Dia Dia or Lulu Lips Gloss Balm in Dry Ice? Dia Dia. Yeah. As I said, I'm more of a rose quartz gloss balm girl. So, yeah. The Dia Dia has just been oh. like my baby. It's got me oh through. God, have I been you know? saying it wrong this whole time? Well, I mean. Oh, shit. 
You can say it however you want to say it. It's open to interpretation. <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh, all right. Well, let's leave it there. I just we'll sort that out. spelling, D-E-A and D-I-A. It just looks like D-I-A to me, but it could be wrong. Yeah. Well, you know. I really embarrassed myself on this <laughs> No, one, don't but... don't worry. Every Like so many people do it. It's not the first no, time. That's fine. All right. Well, I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, thank you so much for coming on the pod, my friend, and making the time out for me for all of the listeners I know that they're really going to appreciate the chat and also like to be honest just the real talk of what it's like and particularly what it's like at the moment to be an artist in this crazy world so thank you so much no my absolute pleasure and thank you for having me on like I really appreciate it and it's been nice to chat openly and honestly and I hope that your listeners got something out of it but yeah thank you so much Oh my God, don't we just absolutely love Lou. She makes me laugh so much. Obviously, you just listen to it. (laughs) And she has the kindest heart. I just know that you guys are walking around doing your hot girl walk. You've got your AirPods in and you just can tell that she is a beautiful person. Here are the top two takeaways from my chat with Lou. Number one, find yourself a beauty bestie. Find someone who you can confide in, share your dreams with, share your wins with, who you can bitch to. (laughs) All the normal stuff that you would do with your work wife or work husband or work whatever if you had another workplace. It is imperative to have people in your corner who understand what you're going through on the daily. If you feel lost, like you don't know how to find this person or group of people, come hang out with me on Instagram with St. Jack or my makeup artistry account. Or check out the hashtags for artistry in your city. For example, hashtag Melbourne MUA. Start following those people, commenting on their work, DMing them. I promise you, I have lots and lots of friends in this industry now, and that's exactly how I met them. Number two, if you are feeling like shit and you are down on yourself, take yourself out for a coffee, maybe even order some cheeky pancakes or like a corn fritter and write down everything you've done. I loved this. It could be that you booked your first wedding or shoot. It could be that you started, you know, the beauty blogging TikTok that you've always wanted to start, or even that you contacted your first supplier about making a new product. Our world is so fast paced these days that we rarely stop to smell the roses. And in that whole rat race, we can easily lose sight of our achievements and having a reminder of what we have achieved every once in a while. Chef's kiss. That episode was exactly what I was hoping for, which was let's go off book. Let's have two mates chatting about the realities of business and makeup, because as you can tell, we've got a lot of similarities in the way our life is working at the moment. And I really hope that you picked up some nuggets of wisdom in there as well. I am very much looking forward to the next episode of the podcast already. If you follow me on TikTok at St. Jack Cosmetics, (laughs) you might already have a clue of who I am desperately trying to get on the show. And let me just say this. If I have reached for the stars before to get the guests on the show, and I really feel like I have, I am going up to the moon and back with this one. If this happens, man, I don't know. Sis might need to buy herself a bottle of Dom Perignon or something. (laughs) So anyway, if you see me on TikTok, you might know, but for now, I'm just going to keep it a surprise. But if you want to stay up to date in the meantime, please come join the fun over on the St. Jack Instagram. Like I don't want to brag, but my meme game at the moment is really strong. And also I'm very close to 3000 followers, which, you know, like we say, followers aren't everything, but 
when I get there, you girl's going to do a giveaway. So the handle is at by St. Jack. That's B-Y St. Jack. And if you want to check out my makeup artistry, it's at Beth Wilson underscore MUA. See you on the next one. Love ya. Bye.